Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. We are back on the road with the RV. On today's episode, we are headed to California to speak with Jeremiah Gilbert. Jeremiah is an award-winning photographer, travel writer, and college professor. His latest book is entitled From Tibet to Egypt, Early Travels After a Late Start. So, Jeremiah, welcome to the RV. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to talking with you. So, Jeremiah, with all your travel stories, you are the perfect guest for our little traveling podcast. <laughs> so, the pandemic has obviously slowed down the travels. However, is there a place you haven't been to yet that you really want to visit? Well, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we didn't see this coming. I had two trips planned when the pandemic hit. Uh, so we went into lockdown here in California in March, mid middle March. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had two, my wife and I had two trips planned. Uh, one was Fiji and New Zealand. Uh, because that's just a huge gap. We just not have not been to Australia and New Zealand. And then uh, Peru, which I've been to, but my wife's not. Um, so, you know, it's been two years now. And so we're hoping that in May, we're going to try Fiji again. Um, partly because we have a travel credit about to expire. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, that was the first trip we canceled. So I'm kind of hoping to get back, you know, on it get a new continent in and then, you know, resume the travels. Hopefully that's in May. And we have some uh, European travel planned in July and just, mm -hmm. you know, sort of start to resume again. And, you know, it's a little different, you know, before it was, we sort of had a wish list and the places we most want to go to. Now we kind of have to look into, okay, what's realistic. Uh, you know, what's going to, you know, what are the restrictions or the testing requirements? So, you know, it's a little different. Uh, but yeah, Fiji, we're both actually, we were, we were working on it earlier this week and we're both, hey, actually, we're getting rather excited about this trip. Really hope it happens. <laughs> yeah, I really hope we all can start traveling again. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're really looking forward to it. So hopefully it'll happen. And how did you first get into travel writing and photography? Well, the photography came first. Uh, I actually started that in high school. Uh, a friend of mine was taking a course in photojournalism and wanted someone to practice with. So we would go out on weekends. Uh, you know, this is back in the days of film. So we'd go out, shoot a few rules, uh, rolls of film, uh, convert one of our parents' bathrooms into a makeshift dark room, you know, develop the film. Uh, and I just really enjoyed it. It was, uh, you know, my father was an artist. And so I never really was particularly good with a paintbrush or anything like that. So this sort of allowed me a visual medium to create with. So, yeah, I'd been doing that since high school. So when I started to travel, I realized, oh, yeah, here's a really good outlet 
and really good combination. So start to explore the world and start to photograph it. And, you know, it was just something I did. And when I got back from trips, people would ask me about the trips and want to see the photos. You know, it's kind of nice. Made my first website based on the photos. Uh, that first website, I actually told stories about the trips and then had links to the photos within. Uh -huh. So when the pandemic hit and I realized, okay, it's going to be a while till we start traveling again. Um, you know, I'd kind of sort of been writing about my travels. I just never really did anything with it. So I just thought, well, let me put together a collection. So that was my first collection. And you know, it was just some various travel tales from around the world. Uh, and you know, quite enjoyed putting that together and doing that. And so coming into 2021, still not traveling. Um, so I thought, okay, you know, I kind of look back at the old travel website and that documented trip by trip. So the first book was, you know, little incidents, things that happened. Uh -huh. the, you know, the current book is starting with Tibet, which is my, my first big trip, and just the actual trips themselves rather than incidents. And so I went with the Tibet to Egypt because that was basically my first five years. Um, yeah, I started relatively late. I was uh, 35 when I went out to Tibet. So it was, that's why I called it, you know, the early travels after a late start, that it was just, you know, very enjoyable. And I said, you know, given that I'm not really photographing much these days, because I'm not traveling, and I'm not traveling, uh, it's been a nice outlet. You know, it's been a nice way to revisit some travels and be reminded of things I've forgotten about. And, you know, I've, I've actually really enjoyed it. So uh, I'm not sure what the next book will be, but I'm, I'm sure I'll write another one. And what is your favorite subject to photograph? I have I've always had a fascination with ruins. Uh, so places like Yamashita Pishu are just, I've just, I love. Um, though I will say back in 2014, I realized I'd gotten really good at photographing sites entirely empty. So even if they were packed with people, I could get I could get shots in. Um, but then I realized I was actually missing quite an element by not including people. Um, so I actually started studying street photography and, and doing some work with uh, models just to get more comfortable working with people. And um, so in 2014, I started to do more photos, including people. I was fortunate to have a sabbatical. Uh, so I was off for six months. So my wife and I spent three months in Asia uh, so we were in Japan, Vietnam, uh, Philippines, and then we retraced the Silk Road through China into Kyrgyzstan, uh, Uzbekistan. So it was very enjoyable. So I'm very thankful I did that because, you know, we went to this livestock market, for instance, and as far west as you can get in China and still be in China. So I you know, photograph the vendors and the buyers, uh, you know, Vietnam is, you know, either Ho Chi Minh City or Hanoi is so filled with people, you kind of have to include that and get that madness. So I was very happy I did that. So now, yeah, some of the photos I take I'm, with the people in them, uh, I feel, you know, I got a beautiful photo in Thailand of a, during a, a service, this huge Buddha, gold Buddha draped in orange and red. And then in the corners, this little teeny guy, he's the one leading the service, you know? <laughs> Photos like that really excite me now, you know. 
Yeah, I've been to Thailand and I think I saw this statue that you said it's a huge Buddha and he's laying down. I think it's this one. Well, there, there's so many. And yeah, some are just so massive. Just trying to figure out how to photograph them is just, you know, quite a challenge in and of itself. Yeah, and it must be difficult to know which one you are going to post. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's what another nice thing was this break is it's given me a chance to go back through, rediscover photos the first time around I had, I had decided not to edit or, you know, maybe my editing skills have improved. So some photos I never quite thought I got right. You know, I have a photo I took in Macau. I've always liked this photo, but I was never happy with the editing. So it's like the third time round, finally, finally, I got that photo the way I wanted it. You know, I, I, I'm not very heavy handed with my editing. It was just, there was just something about it. Just I knew it could be better. Uh, so that's also been nice. Just sort of, you know, the sabbatical trip, for instance, you know, there was so many photos taken in about a three month period. I you know, edited the ones I knew I really liked, but you know, to actually go back now and say, okay, let's revisit. One, it helps the memory. So for the writing, uh, but also just, oh, I didn't even, remember this photo totally forgot about this photo let's give it a try you know hey I, I like it let's air it let's let people see it you know that's been very enjoyable and uh three of your photographs have been featured in a gallery in glasgow congratulations yes. <laughs> thank you <laughs> how did that come about well what i decided the sabbatical trip so again 2014 we were on some very long overnight trains in china and yeah, I told my wife, I said, yeah, over the years, I've had various, you know, creative outlets, but I've never seriously pursued photography beyond just taking photos and posting them on a website. You know, this was before Instagram and things like that. And I told her, I said, yeah, I think I'd like to just, you know, focus on this, see maybe I can get some published, uh, just, you know, see what happens, just share them. And so that just started exploring to see, you know, what magazines they're reading, what, you know, then I discovered galleries. There's, there's one in uh, Athens and Greece. I've had a piece in a few times now. There's a, you know, the Glasgow. Uh, I've had my, my fo photos appear in a few galleries in countries I've not been to yet. So the, the photos beat me, you know, one yeah. of these days I need to catch up with them. Uh, and so it's very enjoyable. It's just sort of, you know, finding out different themes and just sort of, you know, let's see what happens. And so it's been, uh, had a very good response. And I said, yeah, the photos have been, you know, in places I've not made it to yet. So one of these days I'll, I'll get to go where the photos have been. The feeling must be like a completion. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, it's, it's one of those, you know, I remember years ago, I used to go to lots of plays and, and read plays myself and, you know, listening to playwrights say, you know, a play's really not complete until it's been performed. And, you know, I kind of feel the same way about photography and you know, we share them online so much, but it's, there's something about publishing them, printing them, you know, and either having them in a book or seeing them hanging on a wall that just sort of brings the completeness to it. And I just like the fact that, you know, there's somewhere in the world that you can go walk into right now and see a, a photo or two of mine. Uh, one of these days, I hope to catch up with them. He'll be in the same country <laughs> when, yeah. when the gallery is, has the ex exhibition. I think it would be wonderful. Uh, 
but you know, it's just to me, it's you know, and also the, the photos start to have their own life that way, you know, which is kind of kind of fun. You know, there's a festival in Greece every year since the I think they're on their fifth one now. Each year I submit some photos, get one published. I've not been able to attend this photo festival, but yeah, every year the organizers send me photos of all the people, you know, and all the photos. And there's always one with people in front of my photo. It's like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. You know, I, I'm jealous of that photo right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Actually, I have a friend and I always tell him, why don't you sell your photos? No, because I'm jealous. They are mine. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremiah, your latest book is entitled From Tibet to Egypt, Early Travels After a Late Start. Can you tell us quickly what this book is about? Yeah, so this book covers, as I mentioned, the first five years of my travels, and it's travel by travel. So, you know, it starts off with the, the trip I did to Tibet, and then that kind of lit the fire in me. And then, you know, I went to Copper Canyon in Mexico, then Peru, and just, you know, sort of started building. And I wanted to kind of share it from a, you know, perspective of, you know, because I will totally admit when I went to Tibet, I was very, yeah, I was not a seasoned traveler by any means. Uh, I took you know, way too much luggage, not nearly enough money. I look back on that trip now, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could do it now. Uh, it was, you know, it was r rather rough uh, on our way up to Everest. There was, you know, I think five days we went without showering because either there was no water or it was ice cold water. Uh, I remember when I finally did get a shower, I always tell people it looked like chocolate milk coming out of my hair <laughs> when I washed it. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I that was 15 years ago. I, you know, the me then loved it, adored it. The me now, I'm not so sure I'd want to do that. Uh, and so just, you know, it built this love of travel and also the, you know, the sort of thought process. Yeah, you know, I went off to Tibet. That was a big trip. Then thought, hey, you know, Mexico's just below California. I've always heard about Copper Canyon. It's like four times the size of the Grand Canyon. Let's go. Let's give it a try. Um, and then that made me think, as I mentioned, I've always loved ruins. So okay, Machu Picchu, I need to get to Peru, let's give that a try. And then just sort of, you know, expanding and expanding from there. So I just want to sort of share those experiences. And I wrote it in a way that each, each page is not necessarily a day, but, you know, usually a day or two, I titled each page. Mm -hmm. So it's meant to be just little, little snippets to kind of, but, you know, all told it's the full journey, but it's, you know, I, you know, skip some of the boring bits in the long travel days or I merged a few things. Uh, but it meant to be you know, very engaging. If you only have a few minutes, you can just read a few pages and then you know, move on and come back later. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest mistake tourists make? I think it can be a number of things. I, one thing I would say again is, you know, as I get a little more experienced and get a little older, I think it's important to know your limitations. So like I said, you know, now if I were to, to, bet, to do that Tibet trip again, I would do it differently. I, I think now it'd be a little rough, uh, been developing some back issues. Um, actually hiking in Mexico left me with an injury with my ankle that sometimes at, you know, so I just, I'm aware of that now. 
So when I plan my travels, I try to plan things, you know, a little less strenuous or maybe, you know, a little more comfortable bed. Um, but I'd also say, you know, I like to research and to plan, but I don't want to overdo that. You know, so for instance, the, the trip we have planned to Fiji is pretty much, you know, I have some locations I'd like to see, but I'm also just going to just get there, enjoy it and see what happens. And if I can hire a car or something and get to these sites, great. If not, we're on a nice resort on a beach, you know, I'm going to enjoy that. And so I think sometimes, you know, you over, over plan, you book, you fill your days there's all these things you want to see and, you know, you can, you know, some of the best experiences I've ever had were just, you happen to run into someone or see a restaurant, you know, that wasn't in the guidebook, but it was, you know, I mean, again, in, in Athens and Greece, we were in Southern Greece and yeah, we discovered my wife and I, this little local restaurant and they were just so nice and so generous we went back like three times <laughs> in like a, a week stay. You know, we invited some friends over. Just it was just such an amazing little place that we just happened to find. We were just wandering in the neighborhood. Um, so just you know, don't over plan. You know, if you if just be up for impromptu things. Don't pack the day. You know, and always be open to you know. Think about travel is you never know that day you had fully packed might be raining. So you know, just embrace it and you know, I'll hit a coffee shop or something like that or you know, hit a museum and just you know, relax enjoy yeah. it and what inspires you uh, Jeremiah and is it different from writing compared to photography yeah actually I've, I've been thinking about this because you know hopefully we'll be resuming travel soon and you know all my writing so far has been about past travels And so I was thinking, hmm, you know, I don't know. And, you know, if we start, if we're able to travel again and, you know, we get our first year in, we kind of have some ideas of where we want to go and see, you know, that might be an interesting book on post-pandemic travel. Um, but I've never thought like that before because the writing I've done was, you know, after travel. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I'm not sure. Um, the photography is is just a matter of, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm a big proponent of pre-visualizing. So I like to look around, you know, sometimes I'll, it, you know, I'll catch what I think would be a nice photo or maybe there's some really uh, beautiful uh, shadow or something like that. And then just trying to be, but doing that while also being in the moment, you know, so being quick to take the photo or occasionally sometimes you, know, you wait till someone walks into the photo. So for me, the, the photography has always been enjoyable because I don't know what I'm going to take. Yeah, I, I've done some research, but not to the point where it's like, oh, I want to photograph this place at this time of day from this thing. No, I have no idea. Uh, so to me, you know, and I like to pack light. So, you know, I normally have one camera, maybe two lenses. So that kind of can challenge me also. Yeah, if I had a zoom lens, I would do this kind of photo. I don't have a zoom lens, so you know. Uh, so to me, the photography is, is more organic in that regard. Um, you know, the writing, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've got several ideas in my mind right now, a couple that involve past travels, as I mentioned, one that may be future travels. We'll see. I mean, thankfully, I've always sort of had a journal and kept notes. So it's not too hard to go back and, and remind myself. All right, so you've been to many places. 
what country would you say left the biggest impression on you? It's a, it's a good question. A lot of people ask me about favorite countries and I, I never definitively have an answer. Uh, I will say one country that I've been to several times now and I feel like I've just scratched the surface is China, uh, just because of the, you know, the vastness of it. Uh, a few years back, we did a trip. It was, we, I realized, you know, I'd been to China several times, but I'd never been to Taiwan or Hong Kong so we kind of just designed a trip around that. Uh, there's just so many distinct regions, so many distinct people that, you know, I feel that, you know, that's an area that, you know, normally with my travels, my thinking is I want to go somewhere new, somewhere I've not been before. Uh, but China is one of those that if I get an opportunity, if I'm in the area, um, you know, if I'm going to go to Bhutan, let's say, we'll also visit China. Maybe South Korea, we'll also visit China because there's just so much to see and to do. Yeah. I just find, you know, it's such an ancient civilization. Um, and like I said, you know, when we did the, the uh, Silk Road trip, you know, as you get further and further west in China, it's so different. The people look different. The language gets very different. And, you know, you think of the distance you've covered is just remarkable. So that's one to me that I just, I think it's, you know, I met someone once who was talking about, oh, they didn't like China, that was too busy, it was too polluted. And, you know, they had only been to the Beijing airport. <laughs> I was like, you know, there's so much more um, exactly. to it. it just, you, you gotta give it more of a chance. So, yeah, so to me, that's, I mean, I, I have a, a love of Asia in general. I mean, Southeast Asia, uh, Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia. I just, the people are amazing. Uh, the sites are incredible. So I mean, the whole region is just, has always spoken to me. Uh, but like I said, China's just so vast. It, it's its own, it's its own planet, <laughs> basically. So there's always more to see and do. I really want to go to China. I think there are so much to see there. And also I love Asia. And Jeremiah, are you currently working on anything that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, as I said, I have a couple ideas in mind. One book I was starting to work on that I'll probably go back to. So, the, you know, the first two books are strictly travel writing. Um, is I was starting to work on a book that was select photos from the travels and then the stories behind them. I thought would make an interesting collection. So only only did minimal work on that so far, but just sort of, you know, like I mentioned, the, the photo in Macau, you know, there's a, there's a very interesting story behind that photo. You know, I've been obsessed with trying to edit it and make it look right. Uh, but the story behind it was actually very interesting as well. And, you know, a lot of the photos have very interesting stories uh, or fun stories or challenging stories. Um, so that was one project I'm hoping to get back to. And then I said, after that, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of looking at our new travels thinking, okay, maybe there's a book in there somewhere. I'll take some notes and, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, besides that, yeah, right now the, the plan is just, you know, it's, it's been two years. Things seem to have calmed down some. Just really hoping to get back to travel because I swear I could write a book about all the trips I've had to cancel in the past two years <laughs> and all the, all the planning I've done, you know, <laughs> right? There's a book, so. I like this idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So Jeremiah, is there a message that you would like to leave to our listeners? I would just say, especially once things start to open back up, you know, get out there. I was, you know, I was one of those that, you know, my father was not a, interested in travel at all. He was afraid of flying. So, you know, our, our few holidays are all long cross country and, you know, in a car, it's not very enjoyable. And then, you know, I started teaching straight out of grad school. You know, when you're a part-timer, you don't have a lot of money. Um, so, you know, didn't travel, didn't travel. Once I started to travel and just enjoyed it so much, you know, then I just started reprioritizing. So even now, you know, my wife and I love to travel. So, you know, we don't eat out too much. We don't do weekends away very often. It's just, you know, we want to save up. We want to go on these trips. We want to see these sites. And, you know, like I said, we do some research, but it's, you know, in terms, because, you know, it's good to learn some language. It's good to learn some customs. Um, but beyond that, just, you know, go and see. And, you know, you'll, you know, I remember we went to uh, El Salvador my wife was just so amazed at how friendly everybody was. Yeah. Uh, we called it the Canada of Central America. I guess, <laughs> uh, you know, Canadians are notorious for being so friendly. And just, you know, you wouldn't get that from like, you know, in the, in the media, all you hear about is the drug cartels and the challenges, you know, and, you know, that happens, don't get me wrong, but it was also just such an amazing country and the, the people were so happy you wanted to come and see and learn. And so, you know, to me, it's just, it, it almost becomes addicting. You know, I want to head out, you know, even trips that didn't quite go to plan or maybe weren't as good. It was never the country's fault. It was, you know, I went there in the wrong season or, you know, I picked the wrong hotel or something like that. You know, you learn from it, you adjust. So like I said, just you know, get out there. Yeah, I'm one of those, you know, before I started doing this, I was, you know, I'm typically an introvert. I typically just am a homebody. Uh, so for me, it was just this wonderful experience, you know, just getting out. No one knows who you are. You can sort of just, you know, reinvent yourself and, or, you know, so maybe sometimes you're a little more chatty um, and just, it's just such a wonderful experience. So just, you know, if you get the opportunity, take it. And I'm one of those that, you know, I've been on small group tours, large group tours, cruises, independent travel, that doesn't matter to me. You know, whatever makes you feel comfortable, whatever, however you want to do it, you know, there, there's an opportunity out there. So, you know, as I get more seasoned, obviously, you know, it's easier to do the solo stuff. Uh, and it helps that my, you know, my wife loves travel and we both can plan and such. But, you know, there's still occasionally, you know, that would be an easier trip to do with a tour or that's an easier trip to do with a cruise. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with that. You know, just get out there, enjoy it. You know, when you start meeting like minded people. I mean, some of my favorite people I've, in the world are people I've met during my travels, you know, and then we just start talking travel. And when I'm in London, I have a few people I look up, you know, um, Switzerland, we met a, a, up with a friend, uh, a girl from Malaysia, we met in Mexico, happened to be in Taiwan, the same day, time we were, so we got together and just started exploring the night markets together, you know, it was just amazing, had another, another friend, we met her in Colombia, unbeknownst to either of us, the next year we both had booked the same tour in Bolivia. Hey, we're back together. <laughs> it's just, 
it's just amazing and to you know to to be around that sort of energy and you know and that, that's when you start talking about oh where have you been and then they mentioned you know because the, the list of places to go to is ever growing it just every time you talk to someone oh okay add that to the list or i just came from there i didn't know that existed okay make note if i ever go back you know <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. Jeremiah, let us know where we can find you online. Sure. Easiest is to go to my website, which is jeremiahgilbert.com. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can click on portfolio and see a sample of my photos, or you click on books and see more information about the, the travel books I've got. Uh, you can also go to Instagram. I'm at JG underscore travels. You'll also find a link from my website there. I'm much better about posting photos on Instagram than I am my website. So if you want to see the more recent, more up to date, start with Instagram. Uh, every few months I'll get in and finally update the website. Um, but so you know, depending upon what you enjoy following, you know, there's a lot more photos than books. Um, though, as I mentioned, since this latest book was actually you know, each page is titled and meant to be independent. I did post a series of those pages on my website. So if, you, if you click on the news button, you can go back and read some selections. I thought I'd give a little highlight that way of some of the, uh, you know, what to expect from the newest book. Mm -hmm. And I can see that you have really beautiful photos on your Instagram. Really Thank beautiful. Thank you. Yes, I'm following you. So Jeremiah, um, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you here. I hope you can go to Fiji with your wife. <laughs> you published a new book and safe travels. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. <laughs>